I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better balance the many things we like, but occasionally don't like, to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career in big picture objectives, or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. In this episode, we're getting out our crystal balls and prying into where the year will take us. Last year brought four new jobs, way more than three parties, two surgeries and a podcast in a pear tree. So what now? Luckily, we're both still safely locked in the institutionalised safety of university with over a year to go until we're thrust into the world as graduates. But that doesn't make this year any less important, or scary for that matter, as we're thrust into the era of reviving flap addresses and even more (laughs) Great Gatsby references, We're certainly not any less overworked, but in the vein of optimism, we're not about setting resolutions we know will break, but rather about realistic goal setting, attainable attributes and picturesque additions to the portfolio. So just to kick us off, what did you do for New Year's? Um, I was with you for New Year's. Shocking. (laughs) What did we do? We we hung out at your place. We had a couple of drinks. Had yeah, a, we sat around talking for about four hours. Yeah, had some cheeky bevies and some Uber Eats. <laughs> and then we went into the city for a while, had a bit of a dance. Had a little bit of dance, had a little bit of a drink, saw a little bit of the fireworks. <laughs> Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I don't know if I believe in New Year's resolutions. I go back and forth. I make them, I break them, I decide that I don't believe in them and... I think I like to call them goals instead of resolutions because that way it kind of sounds less like – because resolution is really negative. Resolution is like there's something wrong with me that I must change. And although there is many things, (laughs) I think that uh, goal setting is a more positive, optimistic way of looking at life. Yeah, I agree. I think it's better to have goals than New Year's resolutions. I also feel like New Year's resolutions are the goals that you're not actually that serious about because if it's a goal, you can sort of act on it any time. Whereas if it's like a New Year's resolution, it's like, well, I'm not going to start that till New Year's. Like, it's just a bit um, yeah, and less like, serious, I think. Yeah, exactly. And when you do start, it only lasts for like the first two weeks of January. What about some cliche New Year's resolutions? Oh, the biggest cliche that I can think of is the, I'm going to get fit this year. Yeah, getting fit and losing weight. Um, Joining everyone joins the gym on the first and yep. pays and then, for the whole year, goes for two weeks. Exactly. Gyms make all of their money on Jan- in the first week of Jan. Oh, 100%. I feel like another cliche one would be um, giving up drinking. Oh, yeah, definitely. Giving up fast food. Mm-hmm. Giving up uh, soft drinks. Uh, procrastinating less. That's one that I definitely have... Um, have definitely talked about I feel like there's the this is less of a technical resolution it falls under the sort of I'm not going to procrastinate it's I'm going to get myself together this year whether it's school or uni or work I'm not going to procrastinate I'm going to do all my homework early I'm going to get straight A's or straight HT's yeah that lasts about a week as well the only reason that lasts longer than most is because you start school later. <laughs> yeah. Is this what you saw New Year's resolutions before the first month of the year has even come to an end? Most people have given up on their annual commitment to themselves. That's the other thing. That sounds so final. Like this is just a news, uh, news.com article that I pulled up that has been reposted by the New York Post uh, website. But even that wording, most people have given up on their annual commitment to themselves. <laughs> Their c- 
commitment to yourself it puts so much pressure on it it's like if you fail you deserve to feel bad about yourself and that's why you're not sticking to your resolution to stop eating fast food because you're stress eating because you feel like a terrible person for not being able to cut out fast food it's a vicious cycle I think learning like that and that whole idea of like of if you don't do this or you do do this you've failed yourself it's sort of a way to put pressure on you not only to stick to those goals but to spend money sticking to those goals mm, definitely. so joining gyms doing fad diets it's just like what we were talking about in our christmas episode it's a result of consumerism we are told that we need these things and that um if we don't we are not committing to ourselves in the way that we should the same way at christmas time we get told that if we're not spending lots of money on elaborate gifts for our friends and family we're not committing to our relationship with them. Yeah, Christmas is al- almost like if you don't spend money, you don't love other people. And New Year's is like if you don't spend money, you don't love yourself. Exactly. And it's really harmful because that's not genuine self-care. Mm. Okay, so why do we think goal setting is more realistic than New Year's resolutions? I think it's because in New Year's resolutions, there's sort of you've put a date on it. You're like, well, I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it later. And if Where, you're genuinely serious about it, you'll start at any time. Yeah, whereas with goal setting, it's okay, I've realised that this is a problem or this is something I want to achieve. If you really wanted that, I think you, would, you wouldn't you would wait for the new year to do it. I agree. And also I think that goal setting, you can be more specific because it's more yeah. more focused on identifying a problem or not even a problem but just identifying something that you want to improve or achieve or something different that you want to try yeah and coming up with realistic ways to achieve it rather than new year's eve going oh okay what do i want to be better at because i feel like a lot of the time your general new year's resolutions your cliche new year's resolutions get fit get sober stop eating fast food stop drinking soft drinks you're not actually identifying the impact that those life choices have on you. You're not really thinking deeply into the effect that fast food or soft drinks has on your health or the effect that alcohol has on your social life or the effect that being your level of fitness now versus the level of fitness you want to be. You're not really thinking deeply about it. You're just like, oh, I need a New Year's resolution. I'm going to pick this one out of the air and stick to that. And it's looser. It doesn't feel as real because you're not thinking in depth or realistically about it the same way you would if you were setting goals that you wanted to achieve throughout the year without putting that same gigantuan amount of pressure of I need to change this because everyone else is changing this. There is an element of social necessity when it comes to New Year's resolution. I think goal setting is about you. New Year's resolutions are about other people because yeah it's like even about though, what you can prove to someone else exactly because even though you see stuff in the media like that article where it says it's your annual commitment to yourself it's not it's your annual commitment to your instagram followers it's your annual commitment to a new year new me instagram Ugh. post i think goal setting tends to be more positive it's about what you want to achieve what you want to do whereas new year's resolutions tend to be more about what you don't want to do what you're not going to do anymore what you're going to cut out exactly and i think it's when you cut something out point blank, usually it doesn't work. It 
you need to have more of like a process. And I think goal setting accounts for that. It's this is where I want to be. What are the steps to get there? Whereas a New Year's resolution is like, I'm just going to never do this thing again, which is realistically not how people work. Exactly. It's like, now I'll be honest, I don't completely understand where the expression cold turkey comes from. But whenever anyone tells me they're going to cut something out cold turkey, my immediate mental image is like a week after them telling me that standing in front of the fridge at 1am eating like cold slices of turkey. Like if you're going to give up smoking instead of smoking, you just start eating turkey. (laughs) It's like the new nicotine. In our Christmas episode, we talked a little bit about the Hallmark effect and the idea of um, how Christmas is so rooted in consumerism and how that translates onto our screens, onto into our stories, in books, in movies, in music. What's your opinion on New Year's Eve sort of riding on the coattails of Christmas and having its own like hallmark subgenre of its own? I think with New Year's and particularly New Year's Eve, there's less of the consumerism in terms of you need to buy this, you need to buy that and more of like expectations on how you should act. So it's like for New Year's Eve, you should drink, you should party, you should kiss someone at midnight. Even if you're single, there's this expectation that you should just magically find someone and kiss them at midnight and then fall in love. My New Year's Eve this year was probably um, one of my best New Year's Eves with my friends because it was just it was pretty relaxed there wasn't any pressure and I've just got a really good group of people around me nowadays. In the past there has been that pressure and I think a lot of people's social groups when they do go out for New Year's Eve there is a pressure that like you see it on an average night out sort of your friends that for lack of a better expression party friends note the air quotes those people that you spend time with when you go out and you party and you have a good time but then as soon as there's the possibility of something better or as soon as there's the possibility of meeting someone new or that exciting romantic expectation kicks in in their brains and they're off but like it's like you see the memes about it all the time everyone has the runner in the friendship group who when they're in the club when they're at a bar when they're out with their friends as soon as they see the potential of someone or something that potentially has a better offer they are off like roadrunner you're left there like the washing machine that wiley coyote just tried to drop on roadrunner's head just abandoned while they're dashing off after someone new okay so what are your goals for 2020 my sort of self-care goals for this year probably like started late last year But just making sure I'm surrounding myself with good, positive people. Yeah, definitely. And I know we have spoken about that on the podcast before um, because I think we touched on it when Mal was here. I mean, one of my uh, goals is to do more for this podcast and to make an effort to post on social media a lot more than we currently do. I feel like that's our podcasting goal is just to actually use our social media. Yeah. I'm really excited about some of the stuff we've talked about that we want to do on the podcast this year. And I really hope that our listeners are as well. This year, I definitely want to improve on the kind of content that we're making and branch out a little bit and do a little bit more closer to the kind of work that I would one day want to do as a journalist. Yeah, so a little bit more news and current event focused rather than just us talking. Yeah, exactly. Because as much as it's As fun as it is coming in here and having a chat with you about life and about things like New Year's and Christmas and 
stuff that I think is more fun. I also want to pepper in a bit more serious stuff along the way. And I think as we are changing and as we are growing and as we are absorbing everything that's happening in our world at the moment with things like the bushfires and things like um, the recent controversy about a particular Hindley Street nightclub, there's Brexit and there's the potential World War Three coming on with Donald Trump versus Iran and just so much going on that we are paying attention to and I think it would be challenging for us and beneficial for us to flesh out the thoughts that we're having on those events by channeling in, into our podcast which is ultimately something that we both find positive and therapeutic to work on and I think that uh, it's a really good opportunity to sort of um, focus because all of our episodes are trying to focus on one particular topic I think that um, it's worthwhile to sort of help us improve the way that we think about things and the way that we feel about things by fleshing them out. Yeah so stuff uh, we had an episode earlier on the climate strike so there might be more things in the podcasting future along those lines talking to other people talking about current events seeing what people care about and figuring out what we care about exactly and going to more events and putting ourselves out there and seeing that reflected in the content that we make yeah Okay, let's get out our crystal balls, Alice. What do you think 2020 holds? Well, I think one trend that I reckon we will definitely see is a return of the Gatsby things. Not necessarily in day-to-day life, although I think a speakeasy would be really like a really fun-themed bar. Mm. But I can see a lot of great Gatsby events Definitely. Happening. I think we are very lucky to, as much as we say that we want to move and we want to travel and we want to see the world. I do think we're quite lucky to live in the festival state of South Australia because we have really exciting things happening, even if they are for only a month of the year. Um, yeah, we do have stuff. We're the festival state because the biggest thing for us is a festival, but everywhere else has them too. They just have other bigger things. <laughs> yeah, fringe time is coming up. We've got fringe Adelaide Festival, Warm Adelaide Cabaret. There's lots of interesting things that happen at the start of the year in Adelaide in terms of like festivals and arts. So that'll be really good. But that sort of ends in March. <laughs> okay, so March onwards. What does 20 hold for us? Naps. <laughs> it holds birthdays. Yeah, both turning 21. So we're responsible adults now. <laughs> yeah, in the US. I foresee a lot of uni work and late night assignment work. Oh, definitely. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is not so much what I foresee, but some of my goals is to uh, write a lot more for different publications and to expand my portfolio because right now it's like 20 reviews and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, to have a bit of a bigger variety in what you've written and who you've written for exactly I think that 2020 is going to be the year of variety I think there'll be Gatsby themed parties and I think there'll be 90s themed parties and just parties because there always are and I think that we are going to expand the way that we think about the world and the kind of stuff that we are doing in our spare time from simple things like using keep cups to larger things like contributing to bushfire relief charities and I think that there's going to be there already is from kicking off in 2020 an overwhelming sense of community and I think that that will continue and carry through the whole year and hopefully further than that. I think that we're going to learn a lot more about ourselves and about our friends, just like we did last year. 
And I think that we are going to channel our energy into more positive outcomes. I agree. I think this year is going to be a lot of positivity in terms of we also know more about what we want, more about what does make us happy. More about the kind of content we want to make for our listeners. We've talked a lot about goal setting. Do you think that articulating a goal makes you intense Um, because there's this cliche and I actually saw I sent you a meme about this the other day and it was like if the girl with 40 highlighters and 27 pens says that she's screwed for a test you probably are too and that girl with the 40 highlighters and the 27 pens probably has to-do lists and sets goals and has a wall planner and a vision board and is that a bad thing? And should we make fun of her for it? No, God, no. I think that's a brilliant thing. I think articulating your goals and having reference to them, like visual references that you see every day can actually be a really helpful thing because especially for long-term goals, it's easy to get down, it's easy to forget. But if you see it every day, it's like, okay, that's what I'm working toward. And everything I'm doing in that area anyway is helping you get there. So if you see that all the time, it's like... Um, a visual reminder to do it and of where you will be. I completely agree. I do not think that articulating your goals makes you a hyper intense person. I do not think that having a to-do list makes you hyper organized. And where did this stigma of being hyper organized come from? I would love to be more organized than I am. Yeah, I think there's a bit of, there's a weird sense of trying too hard makes you uncool. And it's like that. Which uh, is ridiculous. Oh, definitely. It is ridiculous because so you try and And it pays off. And I think that definitely comes from that like teen movie idea of like the nerd with the 40 highlighters and the hair in a tight ponytail and the thousands of to-do lists dropping books all over the floor. Yeah, there's definitely something in that that's seen as uncool. But really, that should be what we're aiming for. We should be aiming to be organised. We should be aiming to be organised because that doesn't make you hyper intense. And that'll translate into productivity and promptness and it'll make you more employable and it'll make you more personally satisfied i think the time that it gets what i would call too intent if you're so focused on just getting good grades that you don't have fun because i think having fun laughing playing uno with your friends right when it does sort of cross that line from organization and productivity to excluding everyone else and isolating yourself Mm. to achieve something that's when you get like dr doofenshmirtz level like insanity like (laughs) yeah i think there is such a thing as being too intense i just don't think that having a bunch of highlighters and lists is that line no definitely not but there is that exactly we love a colorful highlighter but further down the track like the opposite extreme is the person who blows off her friends because she has too much uni work to do. Prioritising your education and your work is a good thing, but if it's your only priority, then maybe it's time to take a look at how that's affecting you. Are you still seeing your friends? Are you still having fun? Because we're all about that work, study, social balance. Work-life balance. Exactly. You You can can be be overworked, overworked, but you you can can still be optimistic. optimistic. (laughs) Yes! We've got a new toy in the recording studio. (laughs) It's so much fun. We can add sound effects. That's it for our first episode of Overworked but Optimistic for 2020. Stay tuned in two weeks for our next episode and check out our social media at ofbutop, spelled O-V-B-U-T-O-P, for more updates.